Hey guys, uh, welcome to, to Prusa Live 9. Uh, we're glad to have you here, and uh, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, with me, as always, uh, we've got Joseph Prusa, uh, Nicholas Prusa, and uh, we have Pooch from Repcord here today to talk a little bit about what he's got going on, uh, some exciting stuff. Um, but let's just go ahead and jump right on into our Prusa Printers Picks of the Week. Uh, I, I have no idea what you guys brought this week, so I'm super oh, really? excited to see it. Uh, <laughs> Let's see it, Joe. So I have the Joe Tullings, uh, uh phone stand. <laughs> it is, it is very simple print, but uh, I like uh, how people are getting creative over on Twitter because there is, I guess, some sort of competition around it. Uh, uh, it's it's less of a competition as more as much as people are just having fun, like trying to take their own creative. Uh, yeah. creative takes on it so and, and Joe, Joel didn't actually uh, create that uh, uh, oh, Shanoi oh. did or X-A-N-O-Y so uh, but oh. Joel Joel found it and started kind of promoting it around and uh, oh, okay. so yeah, sorry, it, sorry, it became sorry. a bit of a thing yeah sorry about uh, that. I, no I, no I, it's it's fine interesting I, enough my Prusa printers picks of the week is <laughs> <laughs> Oh is, my God. is my version of the phone stand that we have all been printing also. Oh, and now so, I wish I printed it too. I, mean, right. <laughs> I know, I know. One of these days is going to happen, and this is what I love about us not talking about it ahead of time. Um, so, because I want to do the same thing. I wanted to promote that, like, everyone's out there printing this right now and showing off their prints, and I had a lot of fun getting a little creative with mine too. So uh, mine I is, you know, Mystic Green, uh, Prusament Mystic Green printed on the mini. Um, but I did walnut inlays on some oh. of the, the parts. It looks super um, fancy. So that's that's actual real real wood in there. Um, oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I printed it from the uh, orange uh, PC blend. So nice. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to see how how well it will fare. But it's very nice. You can print it basically uh, at, without enclosing the printer. So just a little brim. Yeah, I was actually working on a PC blend print also that I was thinking about showing off, but I, I didn't I didn't love how everything turned out. The PC blend actually printed great. I just didn't love the model once I actually printed it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that and, and try some things. But uh, what do you have, Nicholas? I, I'm assuming it's not a phone stand, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a phone stand, but now I kind of really wish I did one. <laughs> but... yeah, I, uh, I, I, I screwed it because I think I told Nicholas that I'm going to print it yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, true. So you, oh, that's, so you didn't do it. That's true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have a I have a geared box for for play cards. In my case, it's for uh, Magic the Gathering, but yeah, you can pretty easily either rescale it or I think the most card games are kind of unified with the with the, with yeah. the size yeah and it has this like oh, where is it really exciting action where when you open it the cards go up and mm. here's your deck and yeah there's even a slot on the uh, like under there for a magnet so it stays closed it's oh it's pretty That's nice that's a great print and, and you you actually uh, print it in pieces and then assemble yeah it... yeah so it prints in the uh it's, i think ah, okay i don't want to break it but yeah basically uh, it's four pieces the middle the two sides and the bottom and it just uh, clicks together without any additional hardware or, or anything 
I, I was that would be kind of kind of hard to do uh, print in place. But uh, what is the designer who is doing uh, the similar one? Is it Clock Spring? Yeah, yes. Clock Spring has a lot of stuff like that. that oh are, yeah, are, yeah, true. Are print in place. This one is by yeah. Mar Martin Au. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, I I back Clock Spring on Patreon. All the print and place stuff that he's doing is is really really amazing. Very cool stuff. All right. So um, uh, with that, a couple things. Uh, reminder: uh, we still have our lamp competition going on. It runs till the end of the month. So uh, get your lamps in. Uh, we have some amazing entries coming in already. Super excited to see everything that's going. And remember, that's a two-in-one competition. Um, there's going to be two printers giving away two winners, one for kind of your normal everyday lamp that just accepts like a light bulb or something else in it. And the second one is for uh, a kind of programmable LED, more, more futuristic techno stuff. Um, so two opportunities to win, but lots of great entries already oh. out there. Just keep them coming. I saw the fall guys there. Have you played it? Uh -uh. It is. It is no, so I haven't. Fun. Is it? Yeah, but I, I guess uh, I'm pretty bad at it. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, today today is PlayStation Day, I would say, because just right after us, there's the, the there's the PlayStation Five stream. Yeah. So. yeah, I don't want to influence anyone, but yeah, we might be printing a free <laughs> of some entries, which I don't want to show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is. Yeah, yeah I, I when I look at it, I really love this competition. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it it was a great idea, Joe, and and again, it was just something kind of you came up with after we finished one of our live streams, and you know, I'm I, I think it's turning out super well. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what I'd like to announce right now is kind of a mini competition that we came up with kind of after the last show or right before the last show, actually, uh, and it is competition just for you guys it will be it's a secret only for the people yeah. yes it's a secret it's only for the people who watch prusa live um and so the the first rule of the prusa live competition is don't talk about the prusa live competition um so what we want to do is much like that kind of you know the the phone stand you know that that's going around we want to see your prints we want to see what you guys are making i want to see you know what you guys are producing on our machines um so uh, I, I said, hey, guys, let's let's do a show me your prints competition. And yeah, that's what we're going to do. We want to see your prints on your beds. So one of the rules is, is print still on your bed. No, no post work, no painting, no assemblies, anything like that. I want to see the print straight on your machine uh, on any Prusa model. And the way to enter is to take a picture of your print on your, your printer and send it in on Twitter with the hashtag pound Prusa live um, get all of them in by what's the, the date I know I wrote it down here uh, Monday September 28th which is just before our next show so this we're going to announce live on Prusa live 10 who the winner is of the person that has the coolest print out there uh, bonus if it's a file that's up on Prusa printers and everyone else can print um, but yeah, we, we just want to see your printers or sorry, your prints on your printers. Um, the winner will get two spools of Prusament mailed to you from us, uh, which I think is great. And people don't have yeah. to design the model, right? They just have to print anything right. they yeah. find they find cool. 
yeah, find anything anything you like cool and just show us the 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 best print that you can pull off. Um, uh, for for to be clear, I have already told Tom Jackson Filament Frenzy he's not eligible <laughs> to win. Um, I, so, I, I'm uh, just going to say something <laughs> similar. I was like, yeah, so is Tom so Jackson I, I, hyping up the comment section. <laughs> right, right. So I I already as soon as as soon as we we decided this, I went to Tom and I said, hey Tom. Uh, you know, no offense, but we we wanna we wanna open this up. So you're you're not eligible. So all of you, you know, have has some great great shots. What I would say is maybe ask Tom his suggestions on taking good pictures of prints because yeah, he yeah. is a master yeah, at not only good prints but really good photos of prints. Yeah, we should we should make uh, Tom a mentor. Yes, absolutely. I, hey, <laughs> I tried to get Tom on this show for the announcement, but he, I couldn't get him. One of these days, Tom, one of these days. Someone in oh, chat um, was saying that it's a little bit limiting when it has to be on the bed because he likes to show off the texture from the textured print bed. So I would say at least one picture when it's still lying on the print bed. And yeah, without any post-processing, I guess you can then lift it up. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's fine because you can have you can have multiple pictures posted yeah. on Twitter at the same time. So at least one of them still has to be attached to the bed. Because, you know, we, we don't want to make this who can print the, or who can paint the prettiest print. We just want, you know, who, who can, can pull off the, the coolest, coolest print and send us a shot of it. So, yeah, cool. All right. Uh, where else are we? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I guess at that we're actually ready to to go ahead and and pull um, uh, pull Pooch back in. Let Let's do it. We kind of we kind of ran through the the beginning real quick. There. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. More time. All right. Uh, so I would like to to welcome to the show uh, Alan Puccinelli, better known as Pooch from Repcord, uh, <laughs> who's here to to talk about. All the kind of crazy things, and there's lots of stuff going on in in, in Poochland. Crazy, oh, so much. Yeah, I mean, go. hot. The way you discuss, you know, you describe me as a hot. <laughs> man. It was absolutely <laughs> spot on, man. Uh, greetings, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, good seeing you, Mickey, Joe, Matt. Thank you. Hello. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm Pooch from Repcord, um, and uh, I'm delighted. Yeah. Uh, so. Pooch, you know, beyond beyond Repcord has also done Operation Shields Up um, in yeah. the, the the face mask world, um, and he's one half of a YouTube show, uh, Hot Makes, which is my my joke of he's the hot mess from Hot Makes. Um, That's right. And That's so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us real quick to start off a little bit about you know what Repcord is and and what you do. Yeah, so Repcord started about four years ago as kind of a side hustle. I uh, am a web developer. I was a web developer, actually, for 15 years with freelance web work. And I did a lot of uh, Amazon integration and stuff like that. And I was ready for a change. And so I kind of started my own little, uh, you know, I got into 3D printing, um, much like everybody else, and got hooked and, um, you know, said, hey, I think I can make a business out of this. And so it started as a side hustle. Uh, I was just kind of selling some small things on Amazon. I had my little uh, nozzle cleaner kit and filament and that kind of thing. But uh, here we are four years later. I'm doing it full time now. It's a little bit scary kind of, you know, jumping into something uh, full time, uh, no longer doing, uh, you know, what I've done, but um, loving every minute of it. Um, and you've, uh, I'm 
I'm really lucky to have be part of such a big community that supports what I do, the products I make, uh, and yeah. Yeah. So, so one of the things that like really kind of a, attracted me to some of the things that you're doing is, you know, so many people kind of say, you know, I, I want to get into the 3D printing world as, as my job, as my full-time job. And they say, oh, I'm going to make another printer. Um, right. And in today's ecosystem, like that is a hard, hard game to get into, you know, between, between China and, you know, obviously what we're doing, it's, yeah. it's a hard market to get into. And, uh, you know, you kind of took, uh, I think a really great, alternate track, which is, hey, I'm going to make accessories for 3D, the 3D printing community, not just 3D printers. And yeah, I, yeah. I think it works out really well. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely wanted a point of distinction. And look, obviously, I love what Prusa does and other companies out there, too. But I've always said, I don't think I'd want to touch a printer with a 10 foot pole. You know, <laughs> I, I sell a box like made out of MDF or acrylic, and it's only like 30 or 40 parts. And I've learned so much in terms of what it takes to actually get a kit together and all that goes into that, that I can't imagine if you're having to deal with all the additional suppliers of electronics and, and other safety concerns and things that can fail. You know, I'm not gonna say never, but I, I think I found a nice little spot for myself and uh, I really love what I do, so. Yeah, and you know, to, to help create your solutions, you know, you talked about all these parts and everything else. Uh, you just built out a, a print farm to, to help you, you know, build your, I, build your products. I uh, did. How, how did that go? I did. Uh, it's, it's, it's still, well, you know, it's like anything, you know, it's never done, right? There's always like new ideas for improvement and stuff, but uh, I've got it up. Um, and uh, you guys want to see it? Should I just talk about yeah. it now? Do you yeah. want to hear working? All right. All right. Yeah, let, let's, let's see it. I'll flip this Wait. around. Let's see how, let's see how well it shows. So, uh, oh, we got, yeah, you can, I, you can see I might have taken some inspiration from a farm that I, I saw in person not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the um, pretty similar. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's you know it's interesting. I kind of wish I was paying better attention, Joe, when I was uh, at the uh, at the shop, just because I know you guys have obviously had a lot of learnings and stuff, and I'm still you know trying to figure out the best uh, airflow for the ventilation system and um, you know how to retain heat if I'm doing. ASA and some other, you know, materials that might be more um, warp centric or whatever. But uh, it's it's been good. I, I think I've added my own little flair. I love having like so I have like a kind of an in-house vac system uh, and air, and I'm gonna put those on reels so I can actually move around. But like I love being able to use that all the time. Um, you know, it's it's small, but it's. Uh, it's mighty. I mean, given it's 25 and it, it was interesting because I really grossly underestimated how long it was going to take me to put together. 25. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was going to take some time, but, uh, you know, the way it all came about too, it never, you know, best laid plans. Like when I, um, finally got the funding together, the, the part of the impetus for the, the, the um, purchase of the farm was when we were doing shield production, I really wanted to scale up our, um, our ability to produce in-house as well as uh, all the stuff that was crowdsourced. And uh, obviously, given that Joe started the whole thing, I wanted to support, you know, Prusa around it. And uh, unfortunately, by the time we were able to get funding and the order came in and all that stuff, we kind of had really focused more on the crowdsource piece and we were kind of winding down internal operations. And so they ended up sitting and it, um, you know, operation wound up and then I had to 
basically was oh, my entire volunteer labor force went away and it was up to me to get it all together. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> it took me the better part of a month, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I did. Um, there's nothing like building 25 of something to really get an appreciation for the mechanics and the engineering and the design that goes into it. I mean, I'm not just trying to, you know, brown nose here, but, but no, literally like there's just so many little details that I hadn't noticed when I built one or two before that I was like, Oh, that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> so um, I, I can't imagine how, sorry, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. I, I wanted to follow up on the operation shows up. Uh, yeah. How, so w what is the situation nowadays in, in the, in the United States, with the PPE? Yeah. So, uh, our, so let's see the, the majority of what we ended up doing went from March to June. So we did just about a little more than three months. Uh, and at the point we decided to wrap up in June, um, there were so many other entities doing PPE. Uh, hmm. A lot of the stuff that was ordered from China by, you know, how healthcare systems were coming in. And basically my entire volunteer base uh, went back to work and stuff like that. So it hmm. kind of became this organic wrap up. That said, um, I, I would not say that that means that there is no longer a need for PPE. And of course, now we're starting to see wave two. Um, and I'm getting inquiries again, especially as school started again. Um, you know, we did a lot of uh, stuff for dentists. Like it's it's grown well beyond just uh, first responders and healthcare providers. Yeah. Um, but at the crux of it, we ended up doing just under 32,000 of these things um, in three months' time, which I know is not you know what'd you do 250, but uh, given my resources, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> that is very nice. That is very yeah. nice. I mean. He, he, and you have to you have to realize that that is uh, is they are reusable. That is uh, thirty three thousand. You said people protected. So yeah, that that is incredible. You know, it was it's funny because I think by the time that it came to an end, um, I was just over overwhelmed with everything. But it just I don't feel like it really wrapped up in. I, I, I kind of fell off in terms of the communication and all that stuff because it was so overwhelmed at the, at the end of things. But now I'm actually coming back again and sending out thank yous because frankly, I, it, it, I could not have done it were it not for all the people that, that saw on Twitter and Instagram and everything that actually like crowdsourced and sent me stuff because we produced very little of the prints comparatively in house. Like we received, I think the, the percentage of material we received was something like 12, 12,000 or some prints from all over the world. I mean, they were, they were coming from Germany. Like it was, it was strange to me that, that, you know, people weren't staying more local. I was trying to encourage people to stay local. Oh yeah. But um, I think that a lot of people kind of saw that we actually had a good groundswell going and just said, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get in and support that, which we really appreciated. Yeah. When, yeah. when you see something super organized, you kind of want to get, get behind that and not necessarily some of the things that are, it didn't feel super organized, but I guess it's all <laughs> relative, you know? Yeah, yeah. from the outside, it, it definitely... Outside seems. view versus insider's view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I've always said, whether it's my business or the Shields Up thing, I mean, I'm built on the shoulders of giants. Wouldn't be able to do it were it not for people who create the models, the printers, uh, and then all the you know, volunteer workforce. So I'm really humbled at the response that we got because when I set out to do it, I was thinking... Well, you know what? Business is a little slow. Maybe I can, you know, laser cut a couple hundred of these myself as I have time, and it just like blew up. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
so behind you, you have a couple rep boxes, which is kind of your. If, yeah, it, I, I may be incorrect here, but it's kind of like your signature product. It's my flagship product for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, it's uh, it's something that um, a pyro design. So a lot of you guys know Travis out there, and I kind of collaborated on originally uh, as a just a kind of we had a bunch of filament and we're looking to organize stuff and you know clean it up, and um, it snowballed into a product because. Like a lot of products, you know, I made one and then somebody's like, hey, will you make me one? Will you make me one? And before you know it, it became a product. And we went from just organization, obviously, to being able to print and store, you know, directly from it. And then a huge part of my customer base now is, of course, people doing uh, multi material uh, because it's just nice and compact. Uh, I've got some solutions that allow you to get rid of the, the buffer box and stuff like that for people who aren't a fan of that. Okay. Um, but then, you know, also other, you know, we're seeing more and more multi-material solutions like palette. You, know. you have a humidity control addition too, right? Where it, I am not releasing it yet. I'm really nervous about that, Mickey, because I, you know, as a, as a small business and stuff, like not being able to CE or UL certify, I get really nervous around potential fire hazards. And so I really, really want to make sure that that's done well. Right. Um, and uh, what I started with was like just selling, you know, prefab little like um, safe heater units that were already UL certified. It was okay, but they didn't crank out enough heat. And so I've got some really, really cool stuff that is very effective, but I'm going through major, you know, safety certification and testing. And as you well know, you know, product release and development takes a long time. It's not. It's one thing if it's just this was for my own use, but if yeah. this is going somebody else's home, you know, somebody burns their house down, it's game over for me. So I, I need to make sure. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Don't worry. Even if you certify, people will find a way how to <laughs> break it. That's, that's, that's comforting, Joe. <laughs> right. Yeah, you actually yeah. sent us one, one red box, which for this stream, I obviously put behind me. And yeah, you've even made, made a custom side for us. I know. And I got, I got a little winky Joe yeah, here as well. You got yeah. it too. <laughs> I've had a number of people because, you know, they I, I use uh, Bruce Smith for the you know filament and it matches their printer and you know how big people are on the aesthetic. Yeah. So they're like, I want that Prusa version so it matches my printer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Joe. I don't know, Joe. Licensing, licensing yeah. issues there. <laughs> no, you can, you can do it. Oh, is it? I have that on. I have my camera right here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. so one of the, one of the things you know, I always looked at the rep, rep box and and thought, okay, it's a great filament storage solution, uh, and it's you know obviously super great if you have an MMU or a pallet or you know some kind of multi material thing, yeah. because you know it's a it's an easy way to to line up all your your spools, have everything there, and feed them through. Um, yeah. But it it didn't hundred percent click to me until. You sent me a picture just like, uh, you know, uh, earlier this week uh, or last weekend of your farm of how great a rep box is just on single color, but you have lots of machines because your farm looks so clean simply because there aren't spools everywhere. They're all you know tucked in nicely in, in, in rep boxes up on the top. And, and because I, I haven't I really, really been printing a lot yet, you know, well, but yeah. yes, I know, well, but yeah. But, but even, even for my side, like now I'm like, oh yeah, now, now, like I wanted a rep box before and now I'm like, yeah, now I totally see like I need a rep box because, you know, I can, I can kind of store everything away and have everything in one spot and not have, 
you know, spool holders absolutely everywhere that you're always juggling to try to get to. It, it's, I think it's a great solution for, you know, for, you know, yeah, keeping yeah, your, it, your filament organized. It meets a lot of needs. I think it shows really well. A lot of people really love the acrylic. I underestimated how much people would want that acrylic one, but, you know, the people, you know, using it as a showpiece was, was interesting. I don't know. For those who were paying attention, you know, at home, so what Matt was talking about was, uh, you know, up at the top there, I, I kind of have a, a feed system that allows me to basically route my filament from the top down to the bottom rack through that PVC. Um, and it's nice and clean. And one of the other, you know, advantages uh, of it too, even if you're not doing multi uh, material, if you're running a lot of material, I've been playing with the multi, well, you guys don't call it multi-spool, you call it like spool seaming or whatever. We use the MMU basically to oh, yeah. stitch together um, ends, which is super useful when you're, you know, wanting to use every last bit of filament that you've got. And you really don't hear a lot about that use. It's kind of a corner case for, for you know, what a lot of people do. But um, there's, you know, tons of different application um, for, for the box. And uh, it, it's, um, I tried to design it. Uh, I've been having a good time playing with the design. I'm big on continual improvement. Um, but we're on version 2.1 now, which is really kind of like the fifth or sixth version. Um, but, it, you know, you can put it under your desk, you can put it on the wall. It's uh, designed so that you can write your filament out really pretty much any which way you want. Um, and, uh, you know, versatility, modularity is my favorite design features. Mm. So I, I was I was checking the comments and I already see a couple of people who have the red box. But we can get some people to, to tell us how they like it if they have it. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe, yeah, if, or maybe, if you, or maybe we can put it on our show. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think you should put it on your shop, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's see. Let's see what the chat will say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, to, to me, it seems like a great accessory if someone orders a, an MMU to to add a rep box right in on their MMU order. And yeah, it, it, they do pair nicely. It's a good wine and cheese pairing, you know, type of thing. Um, the, it, would, uh, it would be very interesting because uh, we have a lot of sales from US. So that would probably mean that it, it would have uh, Europe round trip. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I, I'm sure I'm sure Pooch would be more than happy to drop ship just from the, the straight oh, abs abs absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe, you should just sign the site and it can go back to US. Well, you know, Joe, and, and we, we talked, it was probably almost, what, two years ago now at the Maker Fair when we kind of originally started talking about that. And the game has changed just so massively for me now that, you know, it's like I have finally have my own place. I have a means of actually producing in a meaningful volume. We're doing a lot more of the fully assembled, which has allowed me to get into more, um, you know, pro-end uh, stuff because, frankly, a lot of companies don't have the bandwidth to deal with the kit. And so... Um, a lot of my learnings, I, I've, I've still, and again, here I'm brown nosing, but um, I get feedback, and I'll bet you if you talk to the people in the chat, you know, there's always room for improvement on the build guide. I am so humbled by people that are good technical writers because I was thinking, oh, that's, that's easy. Like, and unfortunately, I feel like that's the last thing I focus on. And it's unfortunate, too, because that's really where the impression of the quality of the product can lie in, in how easily it can go together. And so I've really put a lot of effort into making strides and improving the, how quickly it can be built and, uh, you know, the, the sturdiness of it and, and no. versatile. What, what system yeah. are you using for it? To make it 
Dozuki. Yep. Yeah, we 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 uh, we eventually uh, made Prushuki. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, because there were some some issues where it, it was very hard to translate in it and stuff. But yeah, it, it is it is pretty nice. As a starting point, you know, for no no money, it, it's not a bad. I, I I like it, and it's actually it was started by the I Fix It people, right? They they actually yeah yeah. yeah. So I went to school at the same time as the founders of that down in San Luis Obispo, um, and so it's a it's you know really neat to see something like that you know a company give back in the form of this wiki infrastructure that so many people use okay. you have so really so watching the yeah what sorry real quick watching the comments the the only negative that has come up from people about the rep box is carl heinz Riger said uh no sorry who is a name says the only problem that he has with the rep box is that he only has one and he needs another. So. <laughs> we can fix that. We can fix that. No, the community has uh, been really kind about it, but I, I love getting feedback because like I said, I'm really about continual improvement, almost to the extent where I tweak it too much. So I bet Joe can speak to this. It's like finding a good rhythm for product release and not trying to mess with it because it really messes the whole process up when you keep making changes to it all the time. It can't. Yeah. It can't. Yeah. You have you have an advantage that uh, you can do that product uh, just uh, just yourself. We yes. with, with the with the large team. I mean, this uh, th this fall will be very interesting because uh, we constantly we constantly have at least half of the dev team quarantined because of uh, of some cases outside. So it is it will be difficult difficult uh, winter for new releases yeah well yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously it is very difficult to develop hardware at at home <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's hard enough to develop even you know basic stuff but uh, yeah i don't know you know one of the things that i i've had a couple conversations i get asked a lot of times like if i'll open source it and um i really I'm really passionate about open source. I love it. Um, but as a small individual, and this is a question I guess I have for you guys, like, I feel like I, I'm, my biggest fear is being cloned. Like, I cannot produce this in the States as cheap as it would. And if I'm handing over plans, I'm making it that easy to clone. It's not so much that I, I'm worried that other people, you know, would, because anybody that wants to make their own solution isn't really going to buy from me anyway. But you know, given China and all that stuff. And I mean, you guys deal with being cloned all the time. Do you yeah. have any advice? Like, is it, you know, maybe not the flagship product, but you know, like the rep winder that I did, I put that on Prusa printers and that's open source. So I try to give where I can, but it feels like a weird balance. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to diminish your, your product too much, but I, I mean, it's kind of a box, right? It's a box. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so, and so, my, my thought is, is like, yeah, it, my thought is, is if you know, if China really wants to clone it, 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 it's a box. Um, it's, it's not that necessarily difficult to clone, but the, the kind of community, uh, the community engagement, community feedback, and everything else that you would get from a potential open source design, of you know that embrace that people automatically bring in to, to open source, you know, might actually help you kind of more than. Than the potential of of 
China copying a box would argue. Certainly the collaboration is advantageous. There's a lot of advantage to it and stuff. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, a bit back. But I, I've also said like, you know, the version one, I have no problem like the older version, whatever even. Because I, I think you're right. I think there's more goodwill from it, but I keep going back and forth. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I didn't kickstart it. It's like, I, I, I rely on sales to basically drive my development. And I guess I just feel like stuck a little sometimes. Right. Yeah, now, but, but you, you mentioned lately with the open source, it, it, it is getting sometimes obnoxious because most, you know, we, we are doing it because we want to move the industry forward. Right. Uh, we have just lazy, lazy people doing the one to one clone. So I, I don't like that that much. Uh, so right, because it's not improving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So yeah, we, we will see. Uh, <clears throat> maybe maybe we will modify the license that they have to improve it in order to use, <laughs> use it or something it's an interesting idea yeah but yeah. but it is you know yeah, it's lame just to do one one to one copy yeah now now pooch you you've mentioned the auto winder a couple times do you can you kind of elaborate on that and, and explain oh, yeah. to people what the auto winder is and how it works yeah so okay so and and I hope you guys. I don't want you to take offense, you know, to this. But when when I set out using the MMU and stuff, as a lot of people, I find the buffer box really cumbersome, right? And I want my goal was I want to be able to print directly from the rep box to the MMU. And in order and and if I want to keep it in PTF, if uh, in Teflon tube or um, you know go direct like that, um, it really needs to be able to rewind. The filament on itself otherwise when it does a filament swap it's going to tangle potentially and so um the original idea for the rewinder was not mine um it was uh, uh I'm, I'm not remembering the, the guy's name right now but really nice guy he's had a couple of uh, the original um versions of it was a 3d printed spring and it was a great design really neat clutch system and all that stuff but Eventually, the, the spring would break, and uh, which was fine because you could just print another one. Um, but uh, I thought I could do a little bit better. I wanted to do a little bit better. And so I took a stab at making my own uh, rewinder uh, that actually uses. Let me see if you guys know what this is. Was it Vincent? Vincent, yes, thank you. Um, and I've interacted with him, really, really nice guy. And I've shared kind of this design, he's very complimentary um, as well. So the main spring inside of it, of course this one's gonna make me look bad because I have it sealed. <laughs> uh, well, I'll just say the, 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 the main spring inside of it is actually um, the spring inside of a tape measure. And so oh, I basically, nice. I wanted, I wanted to make the parts as readily available as possible. The bomb, this, by the way, this whole thing is available on prusaprinters.org uh, if you wanna, if you wanna print it along with um, the parts that you would, you would need. Um, the. Uh, so, so uh, let me let me pause you. So, yes. so do you have like a giant pile of disassembled tape measures to to get the springs out? It's three. Or, it's three or, screws, Joe. It's literally. Uh, it's it's the uh, the ones that I found to work best are from IKEA. They're like a buck a piece, and uh, they're just held together with four, uh, three or four Phillips screws. And then you take it out, 
But I mean, uh, I was thinking if you can get just the spring because I mean, it's, oh, I can, and I yeah. and I had I have sourced it, but uh, I I originally wanted it so that somebody could go get the parts right. if they want. Yeah, so I, I was imagining I was imagining uh, like a giant pile. Of <laughs> Makers behind your factory. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's actually funny how much uh, like IKEA has played into kind of the rep rap world too, because like the the springs for the old like Wade's extruder, um, the springs that people were sourcing were from clothespins from IKEA, a specific thing because it was it was a a spring that you could basically get anywhere in the world because these clothespins were were available anywhere that where there was an IKEA. And so, you know, it's 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 interesting how, you know, sourcing, taking things apart because they're cheap and readily available from Ikea is like, you know, such a, a thing. Well, that's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. I love trying to make things out of things that I found. And Joe, we've had a conversation about this at Make a Fair Frog that the, the in, in Czech, uh, it's very common because you don't have a lot of choices. So the ingenuity that we would see at the Maker Fair there was amazing because you had to use what was available to you, right? Yeah, that 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 was a lot during the communism. Yeah, people just used yeah. whatever they had lying around too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my granddad, uh, he he built a tractor out of trash because <laughs> he just couldn't get it. I mean, still people. I see people in my village where we have cottage people, like old people, driving in these like cars that are totally just you know merged from whatever they that was lying around yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 a lot of the a lot of the tools for uh, uh, which people use at the, at the villages are are just homebrews yeah because you know everybody uh, everybody at, at the you know there's usually a big farm and they they have like the welding equipment there so i mean it is i mean it is pretty easy to get something together yeah, and then they get like a motor from the auto wipers and uh, or from an oil and stuff like that. So I, I, I did the craziest stuff I think, and that was built by my father, and I I, I couldn't I couldn't see it. I just yeah, he, I, I think we need more of that. I really I don't know, Matt. You speak like I feel like our culture is so disposable here. I would yeah. really really wish that we had more of that ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that was a lot, a lot of what's behind, you know, Maker Fair and, you know, things like that is, you know, people I have to, definitely, I have definitely to embrace this, that. I have to finish this story because it's just too good. Oh, sorry. So, so, so uh, we, we had a garden or we, we, we bought, bought the house and there was a garden which wasn't cut for ages. And like normal, uh, normal, uh, Oh, I, I forget how how do you say it? Uh, the machine to, to cut the grass. Lawnmower. Uh, yeah, lawnmower. It, it wasn't able to. So, father got like a huge three phase motor, and a big uh, saw, saw blade. <laughs> I like where this and, is going already. And he he put it together uh, in a welded box, which had like wheels from a uh, you know baby stroller. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was rotating and he he cut the he cut the garden very nicely with it but it, it i mean it was going so far that if it would uh, come loose it would like decapitate half of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds like a tim burton thing a baby stroller turned into a yes. lawnmower just dark yeah. i love it oh. yeah totally 
I, I'm I'm very very happy to hear that he still has feet because that just <laughs> yeah that does definitely sounds terrifying. Uh, there was there was no safety guards or anything like. That. It really <laughs> reminds me of Half Life where you throw the saw blades with the gravity gun. That's how I imagine oh, yes. your dad just going <laughs> on the lawn, <laughs> living dangerously. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. But, so but, Anyway, yeah, cot cotter pin and uh, a spring from a uh, tape measure, and uh, you got a well. There's a there's a couple more. There's some bushings and uh, a little clutch. Check it check it out if you're interested. Uh, it just uses a friction based clutch so that basically it can freewheel one way but remains on itself, and it's really right. useful. It's a nice option if you uh, want something more compact than the sausage trays and a buffer box that uh, comes with the. Yeah, so so the idea being that yes, exactly. It spool it spools the filament out and then if the, the tension is released, uh the spring will coil the, the filament back in and, and roll it right back up on the spool, which is a beautiful thing. And again, not all not even if, if you're just running it on a uh an an MMU, if you have a, a nice farm and you you know, you pull your, your filament out, your filament will just retract up and spool back up and, and it's cleaner. Yeah. It yeah. is. Uh one of the un, un advertised features of it actually I, I think it's underrated but uh, there's a little crank that you can do to it so you can pre-tension it and so all those little coils that we did as samples it basically allows you to basically crank the thing up and then put your coil sample on there and put it on an empty spool and so you can really easily oh you know, that is nice. that's good that yeah. is nice. that's that's actually really fun yeah. yeah yeah there's a there's a video of that on the Prusa printers link if uh, anybody wants to check that out yeah. there, there's there is interesting fact about the the filament samples which come with mini. We we exactly have two smaller ones because uh, if we would do one large, people would have to spool it on something, and it was just too much filament for it to not tangle. Yeah. So that yeah. is why there are two uh, two smaller samples. And we had to then yeah. optimize the models so that all SD card. Sample G-codes could be printed with just the 125 gram yeah. sample, so that was fun. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we we like to play with the details, and that is exactly one of the things. I mean, but I imagine that you want to print a test file, and it runs out of uh, the filament. But I mean, that we we had to think about that at first yeah. because people would yeah. be. Pretty sad that they would end up <laughs> their first print not finished. Yeah, good point. Learn something. Well, it's a great use case. Yeah, yeah. Learn something new on every, on every episode of Proust Alive. Which is <laughs> so, all right, uh, Pooch. It has been awesome having you, and this has been really great. Um, but Thanks for having think, me, guys. Yeah, I think we're gonna head on over to the the Q and A portion of the show, and yeah, we will we will definitely chat later. Uh, so yeah, thank you. I'll hang out in the chat for everybody who wants to yep. join me cool. here. Awesome. All right, see ya. See ya. See ya. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder if before we go into Q and A, I have some uh, things from David, the firmware team leader, about Lunar Advance and uh, firmware three nine one. That'd be awesome. So I can probably just go quickly over that, but basically, uh, the f the next. Uh, firmware release, the 3.9.1, uh, currently out in the, I think, release candidate. It will be ready very soon. And the main thing that uh, uh, the devs worked on is fine-tuning Linear Advance 1.5 and the conversion from the old Linear Advance values 
uh, the new ones. And one thing that's, I think, really interesting is uh, the devs have prepared pre-sliced G-codes uh, for uh, calibrating of the linear advanced values. I'm just going to quickly look it up. But yeah, it's uploaded on Prusa printers. So uh, you don't even have to wait for the, for the final uh, firmware. It works with the release candidate, too. So if you really wanted to start it right away, you can. How, how do we find it? I'm just sharing oh. it now. Yeah, so there's a table with uh, uh, presets for different qualities and different filaments. And yeah, um, I think I might even have better pictures. Oh, the numbers. <laughs> so. What you'll be looking for are, are these areas where, uh, yeah, here basically you will see that there's, there's too much filament. Uh, sometimes there will be not enough filament. And what you really want is the line to be as even as possible. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it will be like minor differences. Sometimes it will be really major differences. So yeah, but that's why why uh, we did really a lot of testing. The new values will make its way to to the Prusa slicer profiles. But you can also uh, run your own test and uh, fine tune it for your machine and your your specific profile. I mean awesome. uh, that that we should point out that you you can easily uh, you, you don't have to do anything. Because this might yeah. look very intimidating for, for someone new yeah. to new thing as you showed the table of the different companies. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fine-tuned in the uh, official profiles in Prusa Slicer. Yeah. This is just, uh, yeah, if you... Uh, I, I kind of assume that the people in chat are really one of the, the, the more, more advanced. Oh. So, oh, yeah. I mean... You can sp you can spend weeks and weeks and weeks of different calibrations and stuff. Yeah, I mean, but <clears throat> there, there is uh, diminishing returns after at some point. So uh, I think I think what we ship now is is pretty pretty much yeah, ninety nine percent of the of the way and just enjoy printing, guys. <laughs> once once uh, the the firmware is out, there there will be release notes that. Will explain everything in detail, but yeah, this is just a little tease for now. Nice. I I love that we are already getting entries uh, on the 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 Prusa Live we are? Uh, uh, hashtag into the competition. So nice. you know, you guys you guys are awesome. It's it's great. Um, uh, Thomas Walter uh, did ask, uh, you know, as we mentioned it, what what is the software we use for our manuals? Uh, uh, so Dozuki is the the commercial version of it, but uh, it sounds like Joe was saying we kind of have our own custom version. Yeah, yeah. So so the Do Dozuki is very nice, it, it, but but as we do a lot of uh, a lot of editing of the manuals, uh, as we improve it constantly, and we uh, we have it in like seven languages to keep everything everything synced and up to date. Uh, th there are some bugs that prevented in uh, to do it in Dozuki, but we, we strongly recommend it. It is very fine piece of software. Uh, Fantastic. Um, 
I'm sitting here replying to, to him also. Uh, so Zach Smith, not that Zach Smith. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is there anything you guys miss about the old rep rap days when uh, 3D printing as a whole was, was relatively small? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was a lot more experimenting. A lot of people were experimenting. A lot of smaller companies were trying different different ways. But now, as China rolls over all the smaller vendors, there's there is not much uh, happening. Uh, you know, in the you know, usually the machines are just repackaged or a little bit more polished. But no one is trying to do like new concepts. Yeah, I that that's that 100% echoes my feeling when I read it too is I miss I miss the crazy machines. Um, you know, the fact that people were out there kind of like trying to make something totally different, totally new whereas like a lot of things nowadays are kind of a core XY or, you know, an i3 clone, you know, of so, of some form and you know, we've we've centered around certain designs and things like that, but you know, there's there's a couple people out there. Um, I'm blanking out on the the guy's name who did the the Wally and the the uh, the Lisa Simpson and the Gus Simpson and and all of those things. But you know, the people who are out there just trying to make really really kind of crazy, you know, off the wall different versions of machines. And I definitely I definitely miss that. There's still some of it going on, but not nearly what what there was you know mm. ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I see a quick question about the uh, about the <clears throat> Prusa slicer. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the the new release, I think Alpha should be probably next week. There was uh, there was a delay because of the new Windows update, which uh, well br breaks a lot of things and makes uh, made it a lot slower. So we had to address that. So I I, I wanted to mention the the Windows update again. Because it almost ruined our stream, and now it oh, is yeah. delayed. Uh, and now true. it is delayed, uh, uh, delaying the the Prusa slicer. That's true. Even though That's I am back, I am still haunted by Windows updates. Speaking of Prusa slicer, <laughs> a little teaser of something I'm working on. What was that, Nicolas? Yeah, you, even you haven't seen it yet. No. And I have more teasers actually. There's this one is. This one is even cooler. Oh, 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 oh yeah, that's awesome. Uh, oh, so, some way. someone in chat will already know what what this might be. Oh, are, are we doing the whole printer? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we need Very to get fun. someone from the what was the name? C CD project. Yeah, CD project Red. Red. Yeah. Yeah, we we need we need to contact them. <laughs> That and I have David actually, uh, the our artist yeah. who makes uh, well <laughs> things for shows and yeah stuff like this. Uh, he finished. Yeah, the, the 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 chat is like raging. Oh, <laughs> show it more. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's another thing that we had in the office this week. I don't know if you guys can see. Oh, kind oh of. yeah. It's a little bit of a slideshow. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, David actually stopped by today, and he was saying that uh, maybe if the chat has something in mind that, uh, like a bigger project like this, that uh, they think would be cool to print and post-process, then you can leave it in the chat, and David will go through it afterwards. And yeah, he can he can print it. 
That'd be cool. Uh, that Iron Man is going to my department. <laughs> <laughs> it's super cool. When you turn it on, it's it's staggered the light. So the reactor turns on first, then it's the shoulders, and then it's the, the helmet. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so uh, Jantech asks, uh, what do you guys think about recycled 3D printing material? Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we try to do it. Uh, but it is very inconsistent, even though even though it is like recycled in in the in the factory, uh, because basically there is very little chance that if you are buying recycled PET or something that it is actually going from outside. It is ninety nine percent. It is like the scrap at the factory which is recycled. But uh, but for for us. I don't think it makes sense to make the product. There's a lot of labor involved in it, so it is not even that cheaper. And actually, you know, uh, the inconsistencies. Uh, if if somebody accidentally mixes the PLA and PTG, it is it is it's ruined. ruined. Yeah, yeah. But but what we are doing now is uh, that we we might build uh, you know some. Uh, like one of printers, uh, bigger ones, which will, which would print from pellets. So we just grind it and we might get some, some of the failed prints from the bigger customers. Ooh. And we can make like a thing like the things like furniture and stuff. So th th that is different form okay. of recycling. I the, think it makes more sense. The inconsistencies there wouldn't matter that much, right? Because yeah, right. yeah. I mean, you, you are, you are not going to jam two millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, and also also we are getting uh, injection molding machines now, for uh, for so, so we can be self uh, sufficient in the in the like the the sides uh, of the spool, sides of the spool and stuff. But also we'll go, we are going as we are growing. We it is impractical for us to to have like two thousand printer farms. So, so stuff like the uh, where, where the 3D printing will not have that much benefit. Uh, like, I mean, the 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 big parts of, of the mini axis uh, in the front and back that is uh, that that takes so much time to print. So we will be probably doing injection molding of these, and we can use the plastic uh, again uh, from the from from the scraps. And stuff. So, so we we are now going for uh, for a more broad strategy than than just doing the filament because I think the the filament you 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 need to rely on it and recycle in different ways. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to get the the consistency that we look at look for out of our filament for sure and recycled filaments even even kind of the good ones out there you don't you don't quite see the quality that most of our filament comes at. Gene Noel Jolie asked about ironing in Prusa's laser. Yep, it's it's in the in the unreleased 2.3, the next version. There's there's ironing and it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's a big topic that kind of is breaking news today that oh, yeah. I, I'd like to take the last the last couple minutes to to talk about and see you know what what some of the opinions are. You know we.
It's not a, okay. <laughs> Should be fine. Should be fine now. Nicholas. Okay. okay, we uh, might be back. Yeah. Did people did people hear us? Maybe not the beginning. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, guys. We're back. Um, so yeah. So uh, yeah. Fusion 360 announced today, or Autodesk announced that Fusion 360 is taking a lot of uh, uh, um, features away from the the personal use version of Fusion 360. And there's a lot of people pretty pretty upset about it right now, um, and looking for alternatives and you know other solutions. Um, Nicholas, I know you, I know you're a huge Blender guy. Um, yeah, but I use Fusion 360. Like yeah. I use always try to find the best tool for the job, and in many cases for me, Fusion was the like most accessible, easy to use tool. Uh, I honestly don't mind that they are taking things like simulation, uh, generative design. Honestly, it feels fair that that would be the premium. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that sounds sounds fine to me. I have a few things that, like not being able to export to step, that's the that's the biggest like thing for me that yeah. I will really miss. You can still export F three D the Fusion uh, uh, Fusion three sixty archive file, so everyone else using Fusion using Fusion will still be able to to get the original, you know, parametric uh, file, but everyone else using different CAD software will not. So, yeah, I'm not very happy about that that one. So, yeah. uh, I might, uh, I'm going to ask if somebody in the chat maybe can enlighten us. Uh, what is the state of the FreeCAD project? Is some somebody, is somebody actually maintaining it? I, I remember it, I, I've been trying it like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it might be nice to, you know, together with a few companies to, you know, help the project out. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, pers I personally have been largely an Onshape user for a okay. long time. Um, so yeah. I haven't used a lot of Fusion. It has its own licensing issues. Everything has to be, uh, you know, open source uh, for for Onshape for the, the personal use. Um, but that's something I'm, I'm mostly okay with. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is kind of surprising that there is just so few uh, like open source uh, designing packages now, nowadays. I mean, it's 2020, yeah. and a lot of people is making. But you know, I guess I, I guess maybe this will motivate some of the some, some more development because I mean the the well why I I think a lot of people didn't want to bother where there was like basically free. Uh, pro, pro cat yeah. yeah, a I, lot of people in the comments are saying it's time for Prusa CAD, um, <laughs> for for Prusa to take over FreeCAD. Yeah, and, I I, and, I hope bring it up. We will be able like one day to put basic uh, cat functions into Prusa Slicer, but like making the right. whole whole thing that's a huge. Yeah, there's a lot there. That's a lot to do, and you can see that even companies like Autodesk who have been doing it for decades. Uh, like, you know, they are st still introducing functions that you would consider, like the emboss, you would think, oh, that's like an obvious thing to have, but yeah, it takes a lot of time to, to make all of these. Uh, yeah, I mean, software development is yeah, very, I, I, very time consuming. I don't want to be or, like too, too harsh for them because obviously like, yeah, it costs a lot of time to make the software. So it's nice that they even offer it 
like a version of it for free at all. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe they will like add back the things that we miss the most if we if we really miss yeah. them and are loved yeah. about it. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go, people. Go grab your uh, pitchforks. Yeah, you're right. Twenty twenty pitchforks. We want step. Yeah. We want step. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. I mean, might, we'll, I mean, we'll see where it goes. We, we might tease them because as as we are getting into the three uh, MF consortium. Yeah, yeah. There, there is somebody. Uh, there are like bi-weekly meetings, and there's somebody from Autodesk. It's true. So we, yeah. we might be able to to yeah do a little poking. Yeah, yeah. So all right, guys. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, we, that was a great a great show. Um, but unfortunately, that's the end of end of our show for this week. Yeah. Um, remember, uh, send in your your cool prints on your bed. Uh, pound Prusa alive. Um, you know, get those into us, and next time you see us, we'll be picking a winner from that. Um, but Thank you for tuning in today and have a great day. Yeah. Uh, stay safe and keep on burning. Bye. Bye. This time for real. <laughs>